Uh, all right. Uh, South Africa, of course, continues to have one of the highest rates of HIV in the world. But thanks to uh, successful uh, antiretroviral programs, it's uh, no longer considered a death sentence. And more and more people with HIV are living into middle age and beyond. But according to a new study, the uh, focus on prevention and treatment programs, which are primarily in this country focused on adolescents and young adults, should actually be adapted to better meet the needs of a, an older population. The Health and Ageing in Africa Longitudinal Studies in South Africa study, or HALSA as it's commonly known, uh, seeks to better understand both the risk of contracting HIV and also the health of ageing adults with HIV in South Africa. We thought we'd take a closer look uh, at the study and its findings. And to talk to us uh, about the findings is Dr. Shavia uh, Gomez-Olive, who is a research manager uh, at WITS uh, Rural Public Health and Health Transitions Research Unit. Uh, Doc, good to have you with us. Thanks very much indeed for joining us. Just talk to us initially about why you wanted to focus on this particular age group of people living with HIV. Um, good morning and thanks for having me. Um, I mean, this is a group of uh, population that has been, as you were mentioning now, uh, neglected on the uh, campaigns and the pre prevention um, campaigns on HIV for treatment, awareness. And then um, this population, they were suffering a situation where they were not thinking that they could be infected. It was something for the young people. They were not thinking that they had to protect themselves. And, and then, I mean, it's a population that is at a high, very high risk of um, getting the infection, getting in, uh, infected and also transmitting the disease because they are HIV positive and they um, have uh, a sexual um, behavior that also creates a situation for them and for their partners uh, to transmit the infection. And then, I mean, this is uh, the main reason that we wanted to focus on um, this older population and HIV, but also because aging and this uh, process of aging and surviving to older ages, this uh, older age group is suffering what we call the dual epidemic of HIV and non-communicable diseases. We have in our study that nearly 70% of them are suffering uh, two conditions, a non-communicable disease and HIV, or two non-communicable diseases, and we need to uh, take care of them. We make sure that they are aware of their, their situation and they act on it. Talk to us a little bit, if you will, about, about those main findings. So you mentioned that, that firstly, um, sexual activity in this particular age group um, is, is common. 56% um, of respondents across all HIV status categories um, had had sex in the, last, in the past 24 months. Now, was this, was this a surprising finding? I don't think it was a surprising finding for the researchers, but it's a surprising finding when you talk to the community because the um, myth in the community is that population over 50, especially women, don't have uh, sexual intercourses and that uh, this is something that uh, they are not interested uh, anymore. And clearly that's not the case, um, as we suspected. And the main problem, as you say, is that um, more than half of them had intercourses, sexual intercourses in the past 24 months. But because of what we were saying before and their lack of awareness, we have a high risk uh, behavior for HIV transmission. Very few people are using uh, condoms, especially 
those people that are HIV negative who have like only 15% of them are using condoms and uh, people that are aware that they are HIV positive, the use of condoms goes to 75%, which means that aware, awareness is very important, testing and knowing that your HIV will protect you, will protect your partner, and people will also start with their ARTs. And all together, it's uh, really important to take all these issues uh, into consideration. The the second point um, was around stigma. Um, there, I gather there are relatively few studies of, of HIV-related stigma among older adults, um, but that was a factor. Um, that was a factor, social stigma uh, posing a barrier to, to testing, which I guess then informs um, the, the, the situation that you were talking about, which is that um, there needs to be more, the, the current programmes which are focused on adolescents and young people need to be adapted for an older population. Um, th- those findings around stigma, um, here we sit in, in 2024, one would hope uh, that those uh, the, the stigma that we know has existed in the past is beginning to fall away, but the evidence would suggest that's not the case? Um, it has reduced the stigma as we understand that people are afraid of uh, being with another person with HIV or having a teacher or a doctor that is HIV positive with you. That has reduced. We only have 25% of this population that have this uh, social stigma, but it's highly related with um, reducing testing and reducing uh, the use of antiretroviral uh, treatment then, which means that this uh, social stigma has a lot of impact on the protection of this older population. The stigma that is still there, and it's very high, like 85%, is what we call the anticipated stigma, is that even if I say I don't have any problem with other people uh, that have HIV, I don't want to say that I am HIV positive, and I don't want anybody to know about myself or any members of my family that are HIV positive. But, I mean, this uh, social stigma is the one that is is really affecting the protection and and the uh, testing and awareness and treatment of HIV for this older age group. So when we look at the the results of this uh, study, uh, Xavier, what what more can be done then? Um, When we look at um, the programmes that we were speaking about, what more can be done to assist those uh, living with HIV, whether that be from a health perspective, whether it be from a legal perspective, whether it be from a a socioeconomic perspective? What's the change that needs to happen? I mean, the... This population, I was saying before, they they have high levels of HIV because we have like 23% of this older population are suffering HIV or living with HIV. Um, but this population, because they are surviving, they also have other conditions. And this integrated care of uh, all the population, thinking of the older population as a group of people that are suffering many different conditions with multimorbidity, um, it's important and we have to organize the health services in a more integrated uh, way. They have to be able to go to the clinics and they should be um, tested for the different conditions and they should be looked at as an, an integral uh, patient. We have seen, for example, that if you go to the clinic and as an HIV patient, because of the protocols that are put in the HIV-positive people in the clinics, they will be tested for hypertension, they will be measured for hypertension, they will be tested for diabetes, 
and they will have better control of these conditions. But if you go to the clinic because you're hypertensive or because you are diabetic, nobody will test you for HIV. That's not part of the protocol. We have to think about that. We have to think that people that are coming with hypertension to the clinics 50 years and older, um, they may also have HIV. We also have to propose that. And in our studies, what we did was to propose self-testing. We uh, offer people the normal um, self-test, I mean, a quick test in the house with a counseling. Uh, we also offer them if they wanted to have, um, or if they wanted a combination of both. And people were very well accepting the uh, testing in the house and saliva test in the house was a very, very accepted and also give them uh, higher levels of uh, um, awareness, not having the problem of going to the clinics. They would know when they are HIV positive and now they can go to the clinics and say, I think I am HIV positive, can you retest and confirm? And all these um, different activities and different um, approaches to the situation of the HIV epidemic have to be put in place. We have another study that we are doing in the site that we are exploring the possibility of tackling two problems, the youth that don't have uh, work uh, together with these older people that need needs in their houses. Around 11 or 12% of this older population are also living alone in their houses, which is something uh, new in rural African settings. And we are trying to see if we can train younger people unemployed and help them uh, to help other older population and how this will be accepted for the older population, how this will accept for the young population, and all these kind of initiatives that will help uh, older people increase their awareness with the biotesting, increase their approach uh, to the clinics, and receive ARTs. That's all what we, we have to do now. Uh, we are talking this morning to uh, Dr. Xavier Gomez, Olive, who's research manager um, for uh, WITS, uh, Rural Public Health and Health Transitions Research Unit, about um, a study that uh, has looked at the status of HIV, uh, people living with HIV, um, older South Africans in rural areas. And it, it highlights that there is a problem that is being neglected, that this is a, a demographic left behind almost. Um, I just want to return back to those figures, um, if I may, um, Javier, uh, around um, the sexual activity and condom use, which uh, the figures again, so condom use was low among people who uh, were HIV, HIV negative, 15%. Um, and yet the, the programs that, that we have looked at in the last in the last few years, talking about you know the importance of uh, of, of contraception, particularly of condom use, higher among uh, HIV positive HIV positive adults who were unaware of their HIV status. That was twenty seven percent, considerably higher when you look at the number of HIV positives who were aware of their status, uh, but at seventy five percent. But still, that that fifteen percent um, condom use. Um, low among uh, people who are HIV negative. What what can we do about that? That 15% represents a, a high number when you when you transfer it into um, actual numbers. That that's still an incredibly high number. What where are we going wrong? Where are we going wrong with that message? Um, I think that as you were saying before, the problem is that this population has been neglected in all the HIV campaigns. We are talking to people that are adolescents. We are talking to those until they are 49 years old. 
But I mean, we all, I mean, the problems don't focus on people that are 50, 60, 70 years old. And as we said, I mean, these people are, are at high risk. They, um, they are partners that are HIV positive. And I mean, if we don't explain to them, you are also at risk. You also have to take this, uh, uh, prevention, use condoms and prevent yourself from getting infected. Make sure that you are knowing your HIV status. Make sure that if you have more than one partner, that you also test for HIV. I mean, all these issues are, are, are not explained to all the population. These are things that are mainly uh, mentioned to young people. And also, as I also was saying before, I mean, when they go to the clinic, normally they will go because they have hypertension, because they are diabetic, because they, they feel um, um, any other condition. Um, but I mean, and this every time that you have an older person that goes to the clinic that hasn't been tested for very long, we should offer the possibility of testing and we should offer them the possibility of knowing more about the, um, the protection that they have to do and that they are at risk, basically that they are at risk. Javier, thanks very much indeed for joining us. You can uh, check out uh, an article that was uh, written about the study uh, on the conversation and the study is called The Health and Aging, Healthing Aging in Africa, Longitudinal Studies in South Africa or HALSA, uh, which uh, looks at the details uh, of uh, older people living in South Africa with HIV, a demographic left behind.